Welcome to Finding the More Ministries. In our summer podcast series, we will explore being a friend like Jesus. Each week, we will look at an example Jesus gave us as he demonstrated how he loved others. This series should challenge us all to be a friend like Jesus. And now for today's word. This week on A Friend Like Jesus, we are going to discuss how Jesus is a loyal friend. When you hear the word loyal, did a certain person come to mind? What characteristics or traits did you think about when I said Jesus is a loyal friend? When we look up the word loyal, it says giving or showing firm and constant support or an allegiance to a person or a situation. So to say that Jesus is a loyal friend means that he is someone who will be with us. He is giving, he is showing firm and constant support in our lives, in our daily walks. And we have proof of that as he walked this earth because Jesus was a loyal friend even when the disciples were not loyal to him. And I know the first thing that comes to your mind, and yes, that is exactly who we're going to talk about this week. We're going to talk about how Jesus was loyal to Judas, even though Judas was not loyal back to him. It's easy for us to say, I would never do that. But Judas was human. He was just like we are. And he made mistakes. And we would never want to say we would make those mistakes. But many times... We are not loyal to the faith. We are not loyal. Jesus died on a cross for us to save our souls. And yet many times we fail to be loyal to him. We fail to give our allegiance to him every day, all day. Now, I'm not trying to cast stones. I have the same situation. There are times that I have not been loyal to Jesus, and I've had to surrender that back and ask for forgiveness. But how do we know that Jesus will accept us, that Jesus will still be loyal? It's because he demonstrated loyalty many times to many of his disciples over and over again. He showed loyalty to the people that he served And I want us to look at just the most extreme circumstance in this. When we look at Judas, I want us to stop and think about what was that tipping point? What was that moment? And I'd never seen it in scripture before, but all of a sudden when I was reading, when we did the gospel expedition and I was reading through the gospels back to back and each detail that was brought out by the different writers it just clicked with me one day. I just It just came about and I noticed it. In Matthew 26, starting at verse 6, the Bible tells us, Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box, a very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. And when Jesus understood it, he said unto the disciples, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. 
For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman hath done be told for memorial of her. Then in the verse right below that it says, Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priest and said unto them, What will ye give me, and I will deliver him unto you? And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Now, when you read that in Matthew, it sounds like Jesus kind of rebukes all of the disciples because they're all kind of thinking what happened. But if we'll look over in John in chapter 12, and we'll look at verses 4 through 8, what we're going to see is after she anoints Jesus and the odor fills the air, then saith, it says in verse 4 in John 12, it says, Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone against the day of my bearing has she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. So there was this woman who was trying to pour her love out on Christ. She's trying to just worship and pour out onto him. And Judas just sees this ointment that could have been sold and put a lot more money in his pocket. And so when he mentions it, Jesus calls him out. He calls him out for his heart because he knew why he really said it. And so when he calls him out for that, we read, then Judas gets up and decides to betray him. See, it was the moment that the very sin in Judas's heart, the very darkness was revealed by the light of Christ, that he had a choice. And rather than repent, rather than clean his heart in that moment, the pride and the greed took over. And he decided he would go get what he needed from the Jewish leaders and betray Christ because Christ had called him out. Not called him out to embarrass him, but called him out so that he could see his own heart condition. And many times we're the same way. Many times our heart may be responding by our flesh. Our heart may not quite understand what's going on. And therefore we get defensive or our pride steps up in front of us and we forget that Jesus is a loving master, that Jesus wants us to be cleansed, that he don't want to leave us in our sin. He loves us too much. So he shows us the condition of our heart. And sometimes just like Judas, we get angry and we step back or we don't do that next thing that he calls us to. We're not loyal to Jesus and the love that he has for us, just like Judas. And as we continue to read and learn about Judas, we see that in John chapter 13, when it talks about them coming to have what we now call the communion, 
to, to learn of the blood of Jesus and the bread that was broke to be his body that was broken for us. We see that Jesus is still loyal because Jesus knew what Judas was about to do, but he still allowed him to have a seat at the table. Even when he knew that he was a thief and taking from the bag, he didn't strip him from that position. He allowed Judas to be there. He allowed Judas to sit at the same table that all the other disciples sat at. And then when he humbles down and he girds himself to wash the disciples' feet, it tells us over in John 13, verse 4 through 11, it says, He, meaning Jesus, rises from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. And Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. And Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said unto him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. We know that Jesus knew that Judas was about to betray him. He even goes further on and says, The one that dips the sup with me is the one who will betray me. He knew it was Judas, but yet he still, in all love and loyalty, washed his feet, gave him a place at the table. You say, why in the world would he do that? Because he was demonstrating to us what it meant to be a loyal friend. He was demonstrating to us what it meant also to love your enemy. In Matthew 5, 43 through 45, Jesus teaches us and says, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. You see, the rain falls for everyone because he's loyal and he loves us. And because of that, we too have been told by Jesus to love our enemies. And he didn't just say that and expect us just to go do it. You know, the saying that we hear a lot from our parents is, do as I say, not as I do. Jesus never did that. Everything he gave us an example for to show how we could do that. And I think this is the greatest example. He showed us we can be loyal and we can love our enemies. He knew what Judas was going to do, and yet he was loyal to him. Judas even turns up in the Garden of Gethsemane. He turns up, and he comes to him. And he doesn't just point out and say, there's the man. Judas goes as far as to betray Jesus with a kiss. Now understand 
at this point, Jesus could have called and he could have asked his disciples and they could have slew Judas. They would have took their swords and they would have killed him on the spot for the sake of Jesus. But Jesus doesn't do that. And we see this in Matthew chapter 26, starting at verse 47. It says, While he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Judas was not loyal to Jesus, but to the very end, Jesus was loyal to him. And we need to learn to be loyal to others. Are we only loyal to people that are like us? Are we only loyal to people who are our friends? Are we even being loyal to, to the call Christ has placed on our lives? True loyalty is not only when it's convenient, because then that means it's not true loyalty. True loyalty means we pledge our allegiance. It means that regardless of how others are to us, we will be loyal to them. And Jesus demonstrated to be a friend like Jesus, we must be loyal. So I encourage you and I challenge you that you would take the time and think first and foremost, am I being loyal to the call I have on my life? Am I being loyal to Jesus? And then, am I being loyal to others? Am I demonstrating Christ to others through loyalty? The Finding a More family would like to thank you for connecting with us today. You can find us at www.findingthemore.org or on any of our social media platforms at Finding the More. Our prayer is that you experience the more in Jesus.